Hello everyone, this is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk and to this edition of 530, a lived dementia experience here on Mind Talk. We are joined by the guest and star, if you will, of 530, and that is Mind Talk's producer and engineer, Jim Brown. Jim, hi. Hi. Jim, we've been talking, as you know, about your uh, experiences, uh, personal and sort of out in the world. Uh, now that you've been diagnosed with mixed dementia, I, I want to take you back, if I can, to um, the day that you were first diagnosed. Um, I recall you saying that you weren't quite sure of all that the doctor was saying or all, or all that it meant. What are your thoughts today as you think back to that day? Is there a different way it could have been handled that would be helpful to you? You're shaking your head. What does that mean? That means I'm not sure. Uh, going back to that day, uh, because that day the doctor was talking in medical terms and having a discussion that didn't make sense to me because I had not yet uh, settled in my head or had it really uh, sink into my head that I understood what dementia was or what Alzheimer's was, and that I was a victim of it, or that I was in that living in that condition. Uh, it had not had not got to me that that's who I am. And uh, today, uh, after experiencing a few things uh, over the past few months, uh, I understand what that means. It's like having to to do something simple uh, like write down a write a time or write down a telephone number and then making sure that it's correct. Uh, I have to go back and check a couple of times to make sure I wrote down the right number. Uh, I had never thought about that being a problem before except when I found out later that I had made that kind of mistake. Uh, now it's a, it's a real continuing concern of mine to double check everything I do so that I make sure that I'm doing it correctly. So m maybe one of the takeaways for, for people who were listening is if you yourself have received that diagnosis or if you are caring for someone with that diagnosis, rather than giving them in particular like a string of numbers or a string of letters, maybe you can write it down. Maybe you can email it or text it to them so they have something in front of them to look at, to reference. Would that be helpful? That would be helpful. And also uh, go over it with them uh, because they may can easily hold on to something that's written. If it's if it's repeated to them once or twice.
when and this is a a question again that i'm i'm asking you to respond to the clinicians who might be listening you you just said that when you received that diagnosis on that day the doctor was talking to you in a lot of medical terms it didn't make a whole bunch of sense to you so perhaps in sharing that diagnosis to the individual and loved ones in plain english would be a helpful approach to take yes it would be because you you don't know what a person may uh, may not understand uh, it's very important to to be uh how you say it's very important to be very uh conscious of the fact that what you're saying may be hitting the person's ear in a different way than you mean it and you may not be communicating as clearly as you think you are to someone when in fact uh, you're very certain about you saying but they may not be as certain as to what you're saying as you are you know, I remember um, you were telling me about an experience that you had with a doctor um, maybe a couple of years ago who said, you know, gave you uh, a mini exam, a mini verbal exam, and then said, here's your score, Here what it sh here's what it should be, this means dementia, I'll see you next month. That wasn't much of a... Uh, an explanation, and I'm not sure that anybody took that particularly seriously, although it was clear that more research needed to be done, but that's probably the least helpful way to give somebody information. That's true. That's not, uh, that's not exactly what I'm talking about now. Okay. Uh, what I'm talking about is being able to explain to someone the way you and I are talking now uh, to the fullest extent that we, I think when I finish my statement, you would, you would have understood what I said. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in uh, a lot of cases, it won't happen that way with the doctor talking to a client uh, unless the doctor is skillful enough to be able to uh, uh, communicate to that, to his client and to the patient in a way that that they can understand it, um, it's very it, it's very comforting to me to talk to a doctor, especially when he's talking about me, and and when he finishes his statement, I will understand what he says. It's comforting to me to know that, uh, know what he said. Mm -hmm. There are times when you and I have been talking and you've said something that I didn't understand and I've asked you to explain it to me and you've gotten kind of annoyed. What was going on then? It depends on the situation. Sometimes uh, I would have given it my best shot <laughs> okay. in terms of trying to explain it. And then and I said, damn, that wasn't good enough. And... Uh, so, not that I get angry about it, but I get disappointed at myself for being not being able to uh, uh, to be clearer. 
uh, to be more clear about what I'm talking about. You know, I've heard you use words like embarrassed, disappointed, angry, upset, and, and you, you tend to use them about yourself. It sounds like you have a judgment about yourself as a result of this diagnosis. Do you or no? Not as a result of it, but the fact that I hold myself to a high standard. And when I don't measure up to that high standard, I, 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 I feel as though I've shortchanged myself in terms of being able to explain clearly what, um, what I'm thinking and what I'm talking about. So again, I hear uh, a, a bit of judgment because you're saying that you're, you're not able to measure up to your high standards. Is it possible that you're a little more judgmental or harsh with yourself than you are aware? It could be. And that could be that, that uh, insecure feeling of feeling that you, you, you may not be good enough for this or good enough for that and uh, you get that feeling and you say oh wow okay I didn't I didn't hit the ball that time yeah uh, but you know that's that's the kind of judgmental uh, uh, patterns that I fall into sometime when uh, thinking about myself because I I'm always wanting to do much better than I'm doing. Jim, we're going to take a break, and when we come right back, we will continue. Folks, don't go away. This is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Mind Talk. Jim, talking again, returning to the conversation that we were just uh, having about the way in which you view yourself, I is there more that you can say or that you would like to share just about how you think about yourself these days? Uh, I, I always feel that... Um, that I can do better than I'm doing and I want to do better in terms of being able to express myself, in terms of being able to to uh, explain things to people. I always want to do it the best way. Uh, and I know when I fall short of that, uh, I, don't, I don't know it until I do it. When I fall short of it, I know it that I have and sometimes I have a, I would have a tendency to repeat what I just said because I'm not sure that I got across uh, but most of the time it's it's because I am uh, insecure enough to think that 
it wasn't good enough. And that's not always the best feeling for a person to have. Do you think that your sense of insecurity predates the diagnosis of dementia? It does. Okay. It does. It's not something that just happened. Right. But it it, uh, it it's 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 part of of uh, other kind of I call them uh, uh, shadows that a person have that's that they try to keep to themselves and don't want to talk about things that you're not sure about, but you don't want everybody to know that you're not sure about them. That's the kind of uh, uh, things that I'm being taught these days that allows me to be a more authentic with people and with myself. The ability to to own up to the fact that you have insecurities, which honestly everybody has insecurities, but I think for the person who's feeling insecure, there's often the assumption that it's just them. They're the only ones feeling that way or having that problem. But the fact that you're able to say, yes, I have insecurities, and yes, they didn't just show up when I got this diagnosis. They've been there for a long time as a man that's kind of an unusual comment to feel comfortable enough within yourself to say. What do you think? I, I don't know. I know that uh, it's important for me to now, after all these years of being on the planet, to be able to admit when uh, I'm not sure about something or when I'm wrong about something. Uh, because what the hell? Uh, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, if I know something, I know it. If I don't know it, I don't know it. Uh, I've got to be have enough confidence in myself to admit that to me. Then I can admit it to someone else. In other words, I, I need to know at all times that I'm on point with what I'm about to say or do. And if I'm not that way, then I need to be able to say that. That can be quite a task for many people, men and women, but particularly men. Well, I, I don't know if it's particularly men, but I know that I know that I have that problem. And, okay. uh, and when, I, when I really uh, miss the point, I need to know that, and I need to be able to say that. There are women who, and, and again, I don't mean all women, and I certainly don't reference all men, um, but, but women have historically uh, been sort of expected and experienced as being more social, more verbal, if you will, more communicative than men. Is it important from your perspective as a man to be communicative, to be verbal, to be social. It sounds like it is, but I'm just wondering how you came to that or, or if you even believe that. I, I believe that. Uh, especially in conversations with people, uh, the more open you are, the more direct you are with your, with your expressions and so forth, the more believable you are. And uh, most likely you get 
more honest and or better responses from people for what you're saying about about what you're saying than you would if you were not that uh, that uh, that forthcoming. Jim, another one of the myths um, that I think sort of floats around and people don't necessarily talk about it, but I I think it's a real myth, if that makes any sense, uh, is the sense that when you have a diagnosis of dementia that you really, you don't have any joy, you're just depressed all the time, and that's it. But that's not the case for you, is it? No. Um, I find myself uh, at times having problems um, uh, boosting myself up to do things, uh, but I I find myself being very happy with me most of the time, and not uh, uh, not as depressed as I used to be. Uh, I I miss people uh, from talking to people on a regular basis uh, at times and uh, when I get that way I pick up the phone and call someone Uh, and it may be somebody I don't necessarily want to talk to but I find out when I talk to them I get some energy from that and, uh, and I'm able to move on with my life it's not always uh, uh, a condition of depression or depression to the sense that you don't uh, that you don't want to talk to anyone it's just that you run out of things to say and you don't want to spend the energy coming up with things to say or do. So you do nothing. That's one of the worst things you can do is to just lay back and do nothing. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta find the energy to keep moving forward, to talk, to uh reach out with people, to talk to people, to be um uh honestly uh, in tune with yourself to a point where you say look uh, this is monotonous I'm, I'm sitting here doing nothing I've been here for days and not doing anything so I got to do something so what do you want to do and you have those conversations with yourself and you you actually move and do something if it's if it's just getting up from your chair and walking from one room to the other getting up from your chair and walking outside and going outside but you got to do something. You just can't just sit and do nothing. One of the things that's often been said um, that is important for people in general, um, certainly for people who are dubbed senior citizens, and definitely for folks with dementia and any other kind of chronic experience, is the need to exercise. Would you agree with that? Very much so. Okay. The more I exercise, the more I put physical movement in my body, the better I feel. Uh, without it, uh, I get more and more uh, like a daisical, as you said, for lack of a word. 
you get more and more um, depressed. Uh, physically, you feel bad. Um, when you move around, you start to your, your fluids circulating in your body, which drives energy all through your body and to your heart and to your brain, which helps you to move from point A to point B uh, better. Uh, the mere fact that you will uh, move faster in your stepping, just step faster, move faster, will cause you to think better, to be more... Um, uh, active in 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 in, in, your, in your in your conversations, to be more active in your movements and so forth. It, all of that has a lot to do with how you care for your body. Uh, caring for your body is very very important. The I'd like to switch gears slightly, uh, if I may, and talk to you about joy. It's probably not a switch really at all. What are the things that you enjoy doing that bring a smile to your face? Uh, anything that has to do with sports is enjoyable to me. Anything that has to do with action uh, really peps me up. Uh, dancing. I love to dance. Uh, I like to get out and walk. Um, uh, those are things that helps me to keep my spirit up, uh, to keep my energy up. I like that. Jim, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Folks, you're listening to the voice of Jim Brown. I'm Pamela Brewer, and this is Mind Talk. We'll be back in a moment. Jim, I know early on uh, when um, part of the results of your um, neuropsych was a recommendation that you get involved in games, uh, puzzles, online, interactive games, things of that nature. Have you done any of that yet? Yeah, you do some of, some of that, but it can be get, get monotonous too when you're doing it alone. Uh I've got to get more involved with interactive games where I have to, where I'm challenged more. Uh, I like challenges, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for games that challenge my, my, uh, my thoughts, my abilities to, to solve problems, to, 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 to whatever. Uh, it makes me uh, more productive. A game like chess. Chess is one of those games that I can, that I really get off on. Uh, even a card game here and there, uh, if it's challenging, I'd 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 like that. Puzzles, I like to, to solve puzzles. 
uh, you know, those that sound monotonous to some people, but for me, it's a way of of looking at challenges and solving problems, uh, especially things that I don't know. Well, it keeps your mind active, which is a good thing. Keeps your brain busy in a healthy, positive way, which is a good thing. And in terms of the interactive games, uh, it keeps you interacting with people and socializing, which is a critical component of dealing with any sort of chronic condition that you allow yourself to, and sometimes you use the word force yourself, sometimes it is a force, to socialize in whatever way works best for you. That's true. What kind of responses have you gotten from folks who've been following you on 530 here at Mind Talk? Um, Folks, a, a variety of different kinds of things. People are saying uh, they don't really see any change in me, uh, but I see change in me. Uh, they don't really question me, but they just say that uh, they don't re- recognize any change that I am who I was and uh, they try to and I can see sometimes when it it uh, is a problem when they try to to be as active with me as they always have been uh, and that's that's interesting is it helpful yeah oh, very helpful okay uh, it lets me know that I'm at least <laughs> being heard uh Members of my family uh, treat me as if nothing has ever happened, because uh, they don't, they don't, they don't see any difference in, in me. Uh, I do, in terms of my being able to understand them and listen to what they have to say. But they don't see any change in me whatsoever, and uh, that's interesting. I'm still who I am, who I was to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else? As we as we close out today's edition of 530, any other comments you've gotten from people? Um, just, just the normal things of, of, um, they they don't talk specifically about my condition because they don't really see any change. They just say uh, things like uh, they ask questions about how you're doing and what's going on and what's going on with you. You know, have you done this? Have you done that? Uh, I have one friend who who really challenges me about exercising. He says I should get off my butt and get out and walk some more. <laughs> but that's. Uh, that's typical because I get that from him all the time. And uh, most of the time it's like uh, you're sounding great to me and I don't. they don't even talk about the condition at all. They just talk about the fact that I, I'm sounding great and, and continue to do whatever. And looking forward to us meeting or getting together 
personally to do something. Uh, and, and that's about it. So it sounds like the, the comments have been particularly positive. Tell you what, Jim, we're going to take a break. You sound a little bit tired. We're going to take a break from today's program, and we will see you the next time. Thank you. And we will hear you the next time. Uh, folks, this is Pamela Brewer, and I am delighted that you have been able to join us today on this edition of Mind Talk. Mind Talk is brought to you regularly and can be heard on several platforms, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Alexa, the Mind Talk app, and of course, mindtalk.org, M Y N D T A L K dot O R G. Mind Talk is not intended to replace any work that you may be doing or intend to do with a clinical professional. If you'd like to email either Jim or me, you can send an email to Pamela, P A M E L A, at mindtalk.org. That's M Y N D T A-L-K dot O-R-G. And remember always, folks, if it's unacceptable, that's exactly what it is. Unacceptable. You take care.